Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to our podcast. And today, it's a very, I don't know if it's going to be controversial, but we will see. But today, my guest today is one of a Loyola alum who graduated with me. He opened up the, or not he opened, he started up the Cub Podcasting for young men who are interested in podcasting. He himself has a podcast of his own talking about masculine trait that the only top percent of men have and how young men can improve. Ladies and gentlemen, Melvin. I was good, everybody. Hey, you like the intro? Yeah, the intro was good, yeah. A lot of people <laughs> miss that when we make podcasts, they just jump right into it. But I think it worked for here. Yeah. You want to introduce yourself even though I, like, you know, introduced you? like. Yeah, I got it. So, what's up, y'all? My name is Melvin Harrell. I started the FOB Alpha. It's an acronym, F-O-B Alpha. It's a podcast about, you know, uh, masculinity men's health and self-improvement and really it's just a vessel for men to like improve their lives and make the necessary changes that society doesn't encourage them to do so they can make their lives better yeah i feel that um so i know you had a podcast before this one so what was the change of part of uh changing that podcast uh our first podcast i tried to start was in quarantine because i was just bored and i wanted to like dip my hands in other things but I stopped doing that pop I stopped doing that podcast because it was too general like it had a very general title it was like life in high resolution and it was like me talking about like the current state of the world and everything and overall it's just too general it didn't really speak to one to one audience and I found out that if you want to grow a podcast you have to speak to a certain audience so I started Fob Alpha to speak to mostly men and young boys who are like between the ages of like i'd say like 16 and like late 20s mm-hmm. you know that's my target demographic yeah okay and did you start this podcast because of andrew tate and sneaker or was it just purely like you want to do it no it was purely because i wanted to do it i've listened to andrew tate and i've listened to uh Sneeko, but um it's primarily andrew tate because i think Andrew Day has a more like found like he has a better found foundation for, for what he says. Like there is some logic behind what, what Andrew Tay Tay says. He speaks from experience and the lifestyle he lives is obviously different from all of ours. Like yeah. we're not we're not like a multi uh, uh millionaires with passports to like thirty d- uh, different countries with like luxury condos and like almost everywhere on the planet. So I guess from my point of view is I'm trying to like teach men from like like where they're beginning to and we're all gonna like rise up to like hopefully uh, that level so it's more of like a come on the journey with me type type of thing we're like okay we're all on the journey of self-improvement and I'm not someone speaking from the end of the journey and sort of like begging you to come along and do the journey yourself and hopefully meet me there I'm saying like you know we're all starting from the same place and we're all gonna come up together yeah and since you're talking about andrew tate do you think he's misogynistic uh misogy- no i don't think he's misogynistic. like he says it over and over again how he respects and values women but uh what people misunderstand like a lot what, what a lot of people do is they like to edit stuff out of context like they'll take certain words and then cut the clip to where it's just around those certain words like if you leave the words alone, it sounds absolutely terrible. But then when you watch the whole clip, it's like, oh, I see where he's coming from. Because, yeah. like, honestly, if, if you edit out of context a lot of Andrew Tate's clips, you're going to get a ton of, like, terrible 
I'll say notions from it. But if you play the whole interview out, it turns out he actually does respect women and where he's coming from is that he thinks that this is the way that women should be treated, respected and valued. Like he believes that women should be protected. And when, when you put it all in context, it's like, that is a good thing that women are protected and that they're valued and that, and, and that they're kept safe. But, you know, we have this whole uh, notion of like the, the strong independent woman who doesn't need help from, from a man. And that honestly can create a very toxic relationship. If you're not willing to work together with your partner, then, you know, the relationship will eventually fail. And that's where, that's essentially where he's coming from to me. That, uh, that's where he's coming from is that he's trying to make it like, like men and women are like working together from their, from, from their place in society. It's not everyone for themselves. It's like, we have to work together on that sort of stuff. Yeah, okay. And I'm gonna ask you some questions that like, I guess people asked him. So then I thought, cause since you are like towards Andrew Tate, I mean, probably you'll probably give the same answer, but I just wanna hear from your perspective. So who wants to prove more men? Or a woman who wants to improve more, yeah, like in terms of self improvement, like just in, in life. general, just in general, in general, men, it's men? like it's men because if you look at men nowadays, like there is no like men empowerment movement, like women have like banded together to empower them uh, themselves, like men have to do that on their own, men want to improve more because they know that no one ha has their back in the world. Like if you see a fucking, if you see like a man like crying or some shit, like a lot of people don't, don't they won't even help, help the man. They were like, you know, like he's weak, he's insecure, he's needy, blah, 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 blah. When a woman starts crying, all of a sudden, everyone just drops what, everyone just, just drops what they're doing. And people who don't believe me, like I've literally seen this like with, with my own eyes. Like I've seen the contrast if difference. Like in public, if a man is crying, everyone's like, getting away from him everyone's like he's weird i don't know what's wrong with him he's crazy but then we have a woman crying in public all of a sudden everyone is stopping what what they're doing to try to help her so in terms of improvement men want to improve more men like naturally have that drive to be great and to improve but it is constantly suppressed by society saying saying oh like it's okay to not go to the gym it's okay to work a nine to five for 40 years of your life until you retire and die. It is okay to basically do all these basic things that will essentially make you forgotten in the eyes of society. And men have this natural drive to escape that societal boundary and create their own destiny. So I do think men want to improve like more, like the most humble individuals I've ever seen in my life are men. And then why do you think, okay. And why do you think, uh, women uh, like when they get asked that question they always say themselves like female uh, uh, want to improve more well it's actually hypocritical because if you think about it like if you were to ask a girl like oh, what does she think of herself she thinks she she thinks that she's the best right she thinks that this she's like this ultimate like bad bitch like that like that's the term i use like and like she's the ultimate bad girl baddie uh bad bitch like 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 a megan the stallion type shit right and yeah. and she and she'll think that she's all that she'll shout from the rooftops how she's everything in the relationship how and how no man can live without her in the relationship blah, 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 blah. so basically when they say they have to improve that they're great at improving but in reality they already think they're perfect 
and then they refuse to improve because they think they're perfect, they're not actually improving because they already think they're perfect. Yeah. Someone who thinks they're perfect will not improve. Like someone who doesn't think they need to improve will not improve. So it's it, it's truly a, like a hypocritical uh, ideology that they're rolling with here. Because they like to say like, oh, you know, I can do this, this, and this. It, it, it's like the common question, like, what do you bring to the table in the relationship? Yeah. And then they're like all this. And then it's like, you mean a human body, something that everyone else on the planet has. It's like you're you're it's like they can't like they don't even want to bring the bare minimum of being of being like happy, loving and loyal for most part. So in terms of improvement, men are on top because women I'm not saying all women, yeah. but most women just want to be treated like their perfection. They don't want to have to change whatever they they do. They want you to essentially like blow smoke up their ass and say that they're perfect and then not make them work out, eat better, live a better lifestyle, be loyal. They just want to do whatever they want to do. And you basically show them no contest to that. They want to be treated like they're perfect right off the bat, which we're all human. No one's perfect, but yeah, that's just the way a lot of them think. And in their relationship wise, you know, if, something happens or something blows up or a breakdown happens, you know, it's always the deflection of, you know, if I feel like for me, I think it's the defle- the girls would deflect it to the men, like saying, oh, you're not telling the truth. Do you think men tell the truth in general? Honestly, it, like that, uh, I, I think that is a great question because if you think about like in terms of like who lies more in a relationship, who cheats more, the ratio is actually almost split directly down the middle like i believe it's like 49 percent to 51 percent or it's either it's either slightly split split down the middle or it's directly split down the middle because in reality every human on the planet has lied before mm-hmm. that's just how uh, that's just how it works you won't find a single human who hasn't lied in their life even the smallest child has lied to their parents to like avoid being in trouble and all that so when it comes to like who lies in the relationship is it depends on what they're lying about in my favorite thing. Like if it's cheating, like they're like there's something called projection. It's just like if out of nowhere, like your significant other is accusing you of cheating like left, right, up, down, and center, then that means they're the ones cheating and they're trying to like throw and then they're trying to like throw you off their tracks and everything and trying to trying to hide what what they're doing. Lying can go either way in the relationship. So you you kind of have to expect it but not like let it consume your emotions because people who are paranoid don't usually move forward. Paranoia is the ultimate progress. Halter is the ultimate like obstacle when it comes to getting in the way of things. Like if you're trying to build a relationship with someone and you constantly just accuse them of cheating over and over again, not only are you going to drive them away, like not only are they going to want to leave because who likes being accused of lying over and over again when they may not even be doing anything. It's more of a like, like I'm trying to find a way to explain it. You are basically saying how you don't even trust the relationship. And in terms of like lying, honestly, it takes a big person to tell the truth when they when 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 they did something wrong. It takes a really big person. Like it takes a lot of balls to be honest about something. Especially if you if you cheated on your significant other. I've actually found out that like people cheat on their significant other and come clean about it, 
their relationship can usually be saved. But the ones who hunker down on the lie and keep trying to gaslight the other and like try and try to deflect the blame is the ones where the relationship usually ends because lying is a very weak trait. Lying to someone you you care about is an even weaker trait because it's a betrayal. So to tell the truth to your significant other and say like, hey, I messed up here, here, and here. If you'll forgive me, then I promise to be a, a better a better person. If they know that you were willing to come forward with the truth about, you know, whatever you, you did wrong, then they're more likely to believe you when you say like, oh, I promise to improve and this, this, and this. The weight of your word is already significantly increased when you just come clean versus lying. Because when you lie and then you get caught, you essentially have your ass out. And now all of a sudden everyone knows that you're a phony and no one can take any words you say. So if you lie about, you know, cheating and then you get caught and then you're begging for her to like take you back. Well, don't beg, never beg for anything. But if you're like asking for her to take you back and you say that you're gonna improve, she's gonna be like, well, he lied about cheating. Is he lying about improving? Like liars, you, you usually can't be trusted. Obviously they're, they're liars, but people who have problems telling the truth are people you need to stay away from. It's a very toxic trait that can rub up on you. Like if you hang out with liars, you will eventually start lying more. And Essentially, like the essentially, that's it for that. But lying, trait. If, you, if you're able to tell the truth, you you will gain a lot of respect from a lot of people. Like there's difference between making people like you and gaining their respect. Like there are teachers I don't like, but they gained my respect because they were able to be truthful and be honest, whether or not it hurts my feelings or not. Those are the people that are truly that are truly like respected, not the ones who lie to save face not the ones who lie so they can look good it's the ones who are willing to tell the truth so everyone else knows the truth because the truth is what's most valuable i don't care who the truth favors but but the truth is what is valuable like there is only one truth and that is the truth and if you're willing to tell the truth then people are going to trust you more because you brought what they want to hear that you brought what they need to hear not what they necessarily want to hear mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's the hardest part about telling a jury is just like you're scared to hurt their feelings, but at the same time, you're going to hurt their feelings even more if you hold it in. And uh, you right. said about uh, self-improvement or like improvement in the relationship and like for you, what do you think is self-improvement? Self-improvement is, well, it's, it's self-improvement. You are improving on yourself, Like you're not improving other people like when I say self-improvement, I'm like, you need to like put some of the things that you value. You you need to put the things that you value about yourself first. Like you need to put your your physical well-being, your mental well-being, and everything else. Like you put your your financial well well-being. All of that comes first. Like people who don't self-improve before they get in a relationship are usually the ones who suffer the most during the relationship and when the relationship ends. Not only did they not build on themselves. They didn't build on themselves enough to where if they take a loss, they can instantly bounce back from it. That comes from all aspects of life. Now, in terms of like physical self-improvement, you know, like you go to the gym, you work out, you and, and overall you feel better about yourself. So your self-esteem is already going up. You feel better about yourself and you feel better on the effects you have on other people. You are more, uh, you're more attractive to women. You, you're healthier, you'll live longer. All that stuff in terms of mental when you're mentally there you're not losing your mind over the smallest things you're stoic 
when trouble comes knocking on when when trouble comes knocking on your door, you're not afraid to open it up and face it. You know what I'm saying? So people who don't face their self-improvement journey head on will obviously falter when they won't be as great as, you know, you know, the top percentage of people in the world in terms of financial. Mm-hmm. So in terms of self-improvement in the financial realm, like get a job, make your money, start a business, start a podcast, you know, start a start, you know, drop shipping, investing, all that stuff. So take care of your money in all, I mean, take care of yourself in all three of those realms. And I guarantee you to success, success with women, success in life in general, it all comes, it all comes with it. When you're physically fit, you're mentally well, and you're financially well off. So uh, like, uh, those are like my key, my key three, the key three were right there physical, mental, and financial. When those are all well and taken care of, then you can start, you know, improving. And you were talking about financial. Yeah, so you're talking about financial and like starting a business or drop shipping or uh, anything basically. Like, so CEO, right? I'm gonna mm-hmm. go, and it's just gonna be a little bit controversial in the sense that how can a girl be feminine? Fe- feminine and like be a CEO at the same time because I feel like no I'm not trying to say I'm like going guest them Go but ahead. you know it's like you see mostly a lot of men like Elon mm-hmm. Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark yeah. Cuban you know you see a, a lot of well-known male that are CEOs and they're wealthy but mm-hmm. how can a girl be feminine and a CEO at the same time? That Now that is a good is a good question like someone told me a joke like most of okay so someone told me a joke like most of the rich women got rich off of divorce i'm not gonna lie i laughed at it because it was true but there are rare of like getting rich is a mentality that is not limited to to your gender it is more common for men to have the mentality than than women but i'm not saying women can also not develop that uh, mentality but a woman can definitely be a, a ceo there are female CEOs out there. Like there are females who own businesses. There are females who run like, you know, like huge like corporations. Like, I would say more of them are in the United States than anywhere else in the world because the United States is more, I'll say, fluid when, when it comes to who climbs in the workforce because yeah, mostly abroad, yeah, mostly abroad in Europe, Eastern Europe is mostly male CEOs and all that stuff. And like, they still keep the traditional like men go go to work, women stay at home, all that stuff. But in America, where that's kind of been thrown out the window, you see women start to climb the hierarchy, and like their women see their female CEOs, CFOs, you know, the heads of HRs, like managers. There are a lot of women in female positions. And I'm not saying that women are unfit to handle those positions, but a lot of the time you'll see it take a mental toll on them. And this is what this is what I'm talking about when. When you step out of your natural element to do something that you are asked to do, like say like say you are in a single mother household, say your dad was a deadbeat and left anything, right? And the woman is now forced to take the men's responsibility. She's now taking on the responsibility of both the mother and the father. So that brings on more of a mental toll. It makes her tired. It, it makes her all grumpy because she doesn't want to do that. Like it's supposed to be two people running the household. Same thing can go for a a business. Now this is not to be sexist or misogynist. This is just facts all around in general. A lot of women cannot handle 
masculine problems. I'm not saying all, I'm saying a lot cannot handle masculine problems. They can't handle the high intense, high fast moving environment of being a CEO in today's world. Because, you know, like in my personal experience, when I, I used to, um, I tried to start a newspaper in middle school that didn't go, that, uh, that didn't go well, but on the outside, I tried to start like this little uh, journalism group because that was when I was in my journalism phase. I, I really liked uh, telling the truth to people. And I had, it was a mostly like female ran group, right? Like it was me, like two guys and like five or six year olds, right? This is something I was doing on the outside. And but what happens like whenever I put like one of my boys to go do something, it would usually get done how I wanted to get done. Now, when I sent one of the girls to do it, something wouldn't would usually go go wrong, or they would just flake and drop out altogether. Now, this is just natural tendencies. Women naturally are are supposed to be they're not supposed to be, but naturally they're they're better in the house, raising kids, be being loving and supportive. The dad goes out, brings the money home, and they all live ha- happily ever after. But that's kind of been thrown out the window because. Women want to do what men do. They want to run businesses. They want to lift heavy things. They want to win at sports. They want to do all these things now. And we gave them the opportunity to, but my but the thing about it is like, if you're going to do a job, you have to do it well. There are female CEOs who do the job, job well, but, on, but, on, but honestly, more likely than not, it is the ones who, it's mostly one of the ones who aren't doing well that are, that are in society. Very few female CEOs, very few female leaders are actually like on par with male leaders. The The Marine Corps actually did a study where during a training, they actually had all male fire teams, like all male squads run, run training courses and all that stuff. But when they had female fire teams run the training course, the men were able to do it significantly better. And this isn't like massage. This is massage. This is sexism. This is just biology. This is biology. This is human evolution speaking for itself. Men and women are completely different. We're not meant to be doing the same things. However, there are exceptions. Just because there's a rule, that doesn't mean there can't be exceptions. But there are, but there are ways to go about them. Men and women are naturally different. Women can do things that men do. Women are do. Women are better at doing things than than men. And it's the same vice versa. And when you try to jumble it all up, you get this sort of like bad con- composition of like this disarray in society where people are doing things that they're not meant to do because they want to prove a point. And like, and and you see like when these girl bosses are like posting, it, it, it's like, it's sort of like, yes, queen, you know, like, it's like, you know, your worth and all that, you know, girl boss and all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, they're up there. But are they doing just as well as men? It's like most of the time they're not. So then they resort to OnlyFans, and then that's how it goes from there. But you know, <laughs> OnlyFans, OnlyFans is the scapegoat for for a women to make as much money as men. That's what OnlyFans is. Okay, and then uh, you so you said about like most of the females here are on par with men, and you know, going back to that point and like. You know, there's the movement of like, or yeah, movement of like uh, girls or females, women that want like equal pay, but then at the same time, 
it is it all depends on the quality of the work not the quantity and at the same time it, right. as you said it's the mentality uh, so, some female don't have it but if, if you build enough that mentality i they can get that equal pay but it's just in general as of right now it's not proven yet but maybe in the near future it could happen but we'll see and then yeah. everything's up to the future like i like i'm not saying that women can't be ceos I've, there are competent female ceos who are doing well like like i like i know a girl who's trying to start her own um um uh beauty uh what's the word i'm looking for i'll say beauty business like like makeup and all that stuff and she and actually doing it's actually doing well uh i'll see if i can get the the app from her so and if the triggered uh, feminists who are watching this can go support her stuff and call her a girl boss and everything but uh she's actually doing well it start it's actually starting to get off the ground she's making uh, good money from it because she understands uh business she's not intimidated or overwhelmed by uh, you know the hardships that come with uh, with run, with uh, running a business and that's the mentality you need but most women don't have that most women don't have that and a lot of men lost that because of society telling them like it's okay to be weak it's okay to be emotional and blah 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 blah, blah. And it's where they lost it. And a lot of women already don't have that. So that's why there's so little, that's why there are so few CEOs. That's why that, that's why that's like a top percentile. CEOs are hard, CEO, people who are CEO material are hard to come by because of the lack of the mindset that goes around in society. But there are, there are, there are a few female CEOs who make it. I'm not saying you can't, but it's a mindset that it's hard for them to develop. And you do, and if you, if you do find a woman who has the mentality, it's likely that you're gonna find very, very, very few like her ever again. So, I'm not saying that that women can't do it because they've proven that they can. But you know, it, it's a masculine trait that they had to develop that they weren't born that 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 very few are born with. But most of them had to like develop it. Most of them had to put aside, you know, like boyfriends, like family, and all that stuff just to get there. While men do that for a family yeah and uh, uh do you think like men don't care about like a woman's money if they, they're like a like a boss or whatever yeah men don't care about that men care if you're a good if you'll be a good mom to to his kids and that's about it like like all the college girls who flex their like their engineering de degrees who post it in their tinder bios like no guys reading that like they're like they're looking at it they're looking at your character traits they don't care if you're making six figures in working for jpl or some crap they don't care like if you're if you're a good wife and you're loyal and you're pretty much set yeah if you're not if, if you're not constantly chasing male va va validation every time you and your boyfriend get in an argument because you're insecure about the relationship ending then then you're pretty much you're pretty much set in stone but you know like it's so hard to find that now because people because women are so brainwashed by feminism now it is like it's constant brainwashing it's constant but it's, it, it's constantly like this like we need to be men so we can surpass men i say feminism is not about equality whatsoever and anyone who tells you that is straight up lying to your face is not about equality 
whatsoever. Because in terms of human rights, we're already equal. If you murder a man, it's wrong. If you, if you murder a woman, it's also wrong. If you murder a man, no one's gonna care about your name, name of the news. If, if you murder a woman, if you murder a woman, you're, you're on front page of news, there's a manhunt after you, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. So in some aspects, women are valued more than men, but they don't, but that, that pokes a hole in their argument. If women are valued more than men, then feminism, they basically dies. So they like to spread the word that they're, that they're not equal to men, that men get more than, that men get more than they do. Like, it's like that joke I made, the divorce, like a lot of the richest women in the world have gotten rich off of divorce, not because they, they work for it. They married a rich guy, divorce settlement, she takes half of what he's got, which is billions of dollars. Now she has billions of dollars that she never even let out a drop of sweat for. And now she's a billionaire because she got a divorce. Because in divorce, of course, they're, they're heavily favored towards women. But no one wants to talk about that because that's the hard truth. So I say this stuff not because I want y'all to like me. I already know a lot, a lot of y'all aren't going to like me after this. And I really don't care. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, that's just how it works. That's the truth. A lot of the billionaire female CEOs these days got it from divorce, not because they, they worked for it. The money was essentially gifted to them by the judicial by, by the judicial system because the men were stupid enough to not to not sign a prenup. Okay, so um, after that, uh, speaking of what's it called about men not caring about women's money. Do you think there's like what's the difference between money with women and versus money with men? Women essentially get money just for existing. That's what OnlyFans basically is. Uh, that's why I post their cash app in their bio. The thirsty guys will send money for fucking feet pics, which is some of the saddest shit on the planet. But money for men is a status. It, money for men is a status is a status builder. Not every man on the planet can make six figure salaries. Not every man can be a multimillionaire or billionaire, but for women, they, uh, they can essentially take a picture of themselves and be set for life because they already have the status. So the money is given to them. The men get the status so they can get the money. Well, women have the status. So they are essentially given the money for, for men is about getting money. For women, it's just about being handed the money with as minimum work or work as possible. Like I said, any girl can start in OnlyFans and basically make thousands of dollars in like the first month or two. For men, if, for men, if they want to become self-employed, they usually have to research, you know, buy one of those like online courses that teaches them how to do drop shipping or whatever. They have like like they have to go out, they have to advertise, they have to pay for all this stuff. They gotta pay for the website of the um what's what I'm, I'm looking for when you make a drop shipping and in your website you you, you need a um what product ads no 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 no. the domain the yeah uh, you have to pay for you have to pay for the website domain you got to pay for the ads you got to pay for the product creation the product shipping and you got to pay for all the stuff women just essentially get the money just forked over to them just because they take a picture and like and essentially men the reason 
reason money is easier for women to achieve is because men, honestly, we do it to ourselves. When we pay for like, when weak men pay for Pornhub premium or they pay 20 bucks a month for some girls from for some girls only fans when first of all there's free shit on the internet in high definition so you're really just wasting your money it it puts us all down because now they now because now they have the ability to just make money off of our weaknesses they found a way to exploit a weakness in men which is the men's natural drive for sex and then they make money off of it meanwhile men have to do marketing strategies we have to see how 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 saturated the market is before we put our business out there we got to do all this stuff we have to do all this planning but they don't have to plan to get money they have to just exist they can post a picture on instagram get ten thousand get ten thousand followers post the cash app in the bio and then before then before you know it they have hundreds of dollars flowing in flowing in every hour i have never seen a man ask for the public to pay their bills and it actually go, go go through. If you go on Twitter, you'll find so many women just basically asking the world for money. Like, you know, I'm behind on rent. Can y'all send money to my cash app so I can pay it? And then they're posting screenshots of men sending them 400, 500, like $300 all at once. And it's like, what the hell? Like, like you'll drop hundreds of dollars for a girl who doesn't know your name. She doesn't know you even exist. She doesn't know what you look like. She doesn't care about any of those three things that I just listed. But when your homeboy needs 20 bucks because he's in a bad spot and he needs food, you won't even give that to him. You'll give that to, to a girl who doesn't care about you, but you want her to care about you. You want her to notice you, but she won't anyways. But when your actual homies need your help financially because they want to start a business together or something, all, then all of a sudden you're all, your money's on lock and key. It makes no, it like, like, like it's one of the saddest things if you think about it, how women have eventually they have essentially found a way to exploit men. Mia Khalifa released a video basically calling, she called all men easy. And I they, 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 I'm like, wow. I, I'm like, didn't you like take it down the throat for like fucking like 100K after like years of work? I'm like, and you're calling us easy. Like, well, like what the fuck? It, 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 it's like, we essentially did it to ourselves and they're not, and they're now exploiting us, bashing us for it. First of all, they're bashing their own suppliers. Like they're literally biting the hands that feed them and the hands are being pulled away. If you think about it, they, they say, don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? If someone's, if someone's giving you money, don't offend the person giving you money or all that stuff so they can keep giving you money. But what happens is that men are so desperate for female attention that we're feeding them. They're insulting us in the process, essentially biting our hands as we feed them. But, but because we're so desperate for their attention, we're not pulling our hands away. If, if you know where I'm coming from, we're giving them money. They're still insulting us. They're still calling us weak. They're still call, They're 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 still fucking cheating on us in, in, in the relationships. They're still playing with our emotions, and we still won't pull our hands away. We still won't take our money back because in the end, men are so desperate for female attention that they will do anything. I've seen men do some of the craziest shit for the littlest amount of female attention, and that's why money uh that's why i like to say like don't don't look at a girl's money because it's likely she got it easier than you did whether it was from only fans or just by being in some aspects be, being a woman is easier to get a job because you know diversity quotas like you know like companies don't want to look sexist so they like to balance out the um, 
the male and female ratios in their company. So sometimes they'll get hired. Like say John has John John has John here has the credentials to be great in 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 the company, but the but the gender split is like 70, 30 men, but they want to bring on more women. Then over here you got Stacy, who's not as fit uh, as John, but she's a competent employee. They'll hire Stacy to level out the the demographics so they're not fucking bashed by the Me Too movement and all that shit. But you know, essentially to, to the women out there who probably stopped listening to me a long a long time ago, we're probably trying to find find ways to make sure that I don't that that I don't make it. Men don't care about your money as long as long as you're loyal, as long as you're loving and caring, you know, the relationship like like you'll be fine in the relationship. Like those are the few things like men don't ask for much. <laughs> you don't ask for much. It's hard to believe that loyalty has become something too much to ask for. And that can go both ways. You know, men and women do cheat. It's both ways. But, but you know, like most of the time, like a lot of men like just want like a loyal woman who, who cares and like who, who doesn't try to like flex her money in, in his face. Like, in, like and, and nowadays women, when like when couples get, get into arguments, the woman will flex her money like he will flex her, will flex her if she makes more. If she if she makes more more money, she'll bring up the fact she makes more money. And it's like, dude, like the the stakes in the relationship are completely gone because now she controls you with her money. So now she can do whatever she wants, and you're still stuck living under the roof with her uh, off of her authority because she pays for all the shit. So that's why men keep your money up, and you won't get and you won't get played. And if you do get played, it won't hurt you whatsoever because she'll be broke and you'll be up. So men get more money women stop tripping about money because in reality we, we don't give two shits about how much money you have all right uh, so we're, we're gonna go, move on to uh, another section of this podcast uh you have 60 seconds in total transfer as how many uh as many questions as you can it'll be rapid fired you ready all right okay whoa hold on okay if you can relive one of one year of your life, what year would it be and why? If I could relive one year, it would probably be my uh, eighth grade year. Okay. Would you so rather most... Would you rather copy and paste or undo anything in real life? Copy and paste or undo? I I'd rather undo some. I'd rather undo. What's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love fucking watching stray dogs fight. Like, okay. like, like there's like a fucking alleyway that's like near my house. Like stray dogs and stray cats will fight all the time. And then sometimes they'll pour out into the street and I just like, I don't know. It's just so funny for me to watch. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not an animal cruelist, but you know, it's like, I like to bet on myself on which dog or fight will win the fucking fight. Okay. It happens all the time around here. If aliens come here right now, what are you gonna do? What am I gonna what am I gonna do? We're already amongst the aliens. These people who are stuck on their phones are there. They're mindless drones. The aliens won't won't even land here, bro, because they'll think some other brainwashing alien came here first, dude. People are fucking like they'll fucking cross the street. They won't even look up. Cars are honking at them, but but they're too busy on what they're looking at on TikTok. They won't even look up. And then like, yeah, the aliens don't need to brainwash us, dude. We're already brainwashed. They'll think someone else got here first. That was time. Yeah. 
honestly, I like in the build on that. I I try to stay off my phone as much as possible. Obviously, business comes through the phone. It comes through the laptop. But I, when I'm outside the house, when I'm not at work, when when I'm not doing anything, I like to be off the phone. You know. Yeah, I feel that. So now we're gonna go to the next part of the podcast where it's gonna be we're gonna be talking. I'm gonna be asking you a question about your podcast, mm-hmm. and I've been listening to them. So. So the quality of a real friend episode, you talked about yeah. how uh, about fake friends and the quality of fake friends. Do you believe like you have those fake friends right now, like in your life, or do you think uh you're pretty aware like who's real and who's fake in your friendship? I like I'm aware of who's real and who's fake. I have cut off a lot of the fake ones from like mostly from like school or like like any outside activities because you don't need those people in your life. Mm-hmm. fakers are not good they're good for bringing you attention if you need it but that's about it and i don't need any attention right right now but i'm aware of who's real and who and who's fake you'll be able to tell who's real and who's fake by how about usually how they act and how they i like to like don't listen to words like if they're generally checking up on you asking you like how you're doing and like and like we're wishing you luck and wishing you you luck and all that stuff and not do, doing devious things behind your back. They're usually real friends. But if, if you catch them do, doing like such shit behind your back, then obviously those are the fake ones. And you need to and you need to hand out your trust sparingly. Like you can't just give it to any random person who comes into your circle. Like you have to actually make them earn it. Like if I meet someone new, like I'm not gonna tell them anything about what I do when 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 when, when like they're not around. Like what what they see when we hang out in person is all they're gonna know about me like I'm, I'm not just gonna tell you everything about my life how much money i make how much money I, I have where i plan to be in like five years or what my business plans are i'm not gonna tell you any of that in case you're a snake mm-hmm. right you have like you have to hand out your trust like very sparingly because a lot of people are snakes i'm willing to bet like over 80 percent of people like if you were successful over 80 percent of people would gladly trade in their place for yours like like if they were if they were given the opportunity to take you out of of your spot in the high echelons of society and, and replace you they would do it without a second thought you can't you can't trust them with most people because a lot of people are snakes by by nature people hate it when you are just like them you start off just like them and you're in a better place than they are physically mentally and financially they hate that that's where hate like that's where all the fake people and haters come from they hate that you're better off and you started off you it they take it personally because you started off from the same place that they were at and you were someplace and you ended up someplace better than they are so they feel entitled to be at the same place that you are because they're not they're butthurt about it yeah i feel that with that uh fake friendship and all and you mentioned about the trust like giving it out is not freely so like when you give that trust that like how can you be yourself like the true authentic you when like other people are like friends family or whatever like they're like uh like being truthful doesn't mean i have to tell you everything like 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 people are telling like oh like like the common adage of like oh i told a half truth i technically didn't lie i just told half the truth because that's all they ask for, right? So, like, when it's like, I'm not gonna like, like, I'll be honest.
person said like I don't, I don't feel comfortable like telling you that yet or or like I don't tell a lot of people this type of information all that stuff I'm not gonna lie to you and like make up some complete random lie to throw to throw off the sink because now you're lying and that and that's the weak trait that we talked about so someone wants to come into your business into your personal life or your personal business and you're not ready to let them in just uh, just say like hey I'm not in the, like I'm not in the business of just telling anyone what I do for for reasons of this 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 and this mm-hmm. and and if they're respectable people they they will re- they will respect your boundaries and not try to push past it because then if they try to push past it they know that they're going to get get dropped you know like that you're going to cut them off because they're being too pushy too weird and all that stuff so you're by setting boundaries you're not lying yeah by by telling them that you don't want to disclose business strategies, you want to talk about your future plans. You're not lying to them. You're tell you're you're being truthful, if anything, by saying like, "Hey, I'm not comfortable sharing the uh, sharing this yet." You know, like, back off. So you're so you're being authentic in terms of your in terms of the boundaries you set. You're not just telling them everything because you want them to stick around as friends, and you're afraid they'll leave if they're not let in. So you're being authentic by setting your boundaries. And for dealing with friends, how, and you're talking about fake friends also, how do you end that uh, friendship relationship with a friend that you know is not a great influence and, and isn't like like treating you the best, you know, doesn't care about you and whatnot, but like, you know, you just don't know how to end it. How would you approach it? Well, there's the common, you know, millennial way how we just ghost people. <laughs> but I'm not a fan of like you know ghosting because you know ghosting is more because ghosting is more of a it's more of a like I don't want to have the adult conversation so I'm gonna just cut it off and no like no, no words exchanged it takes a bigger person to go up to the person and tell them why it is ending mm-hmm. it could be because like we all deserve closure when the relationship ends right uh, otherwise it'll be it's like a cliffhanger like like if, if a show were to end on a cliffhanger People are always bombarding their productions to like, you know, what happened to this, what happened to that? Like, are you guys ever going to finish and all that stuff? So when you end it off with, with closure, it's more sincere and people will respect it more. So when essentially like when people ghost like they're like, say, like, it's like, say you're talking to a girl and all of a sudden she starts leaving undelivered. She responds less and less. Then she just ghosts you completely. She's not responding. You know, it goes from delivered to pending on Snapchat and all that shit. Like, and then you're left wondering, you're like, well, what the fuck happened? You're, you're asking, you're, you're asking yourself, like, was it me? Was it her? Was it all this other stuff? And your mind starts racing. And all of a sudden, you have this, some people do, some people, they get this desperation to find out what happened. And that makes you weak. Desperation makes you weak. The fact that you need something from another person gives them power over you. However, when, however, when there's closure, it turn it kind of ends up being this, like this, mutual split like we both know why this, this isn't going to work out anymore no there, there are no more questions asked we both move on not wondering what, what went wrong right so when so when you have that adult conversation and you tell them like hey you know i don't think this relationship friendship partnership sponsorship uh i don't think it's going to work because of xyz the more likely to respect you for it because like hey they came to me instead of basically lying or they're basically just leaving 
leaving me out to dry unexpectedly. And uh, that's why if you're ever employed, they they say to put in a two-week notice instead of, you know, just ghosting the company because you, if you have the ability to go up, tell them, hey, uh, it's either I don't want to work here anymore, I don't want to work with, with you, and I plan on leaving. And then they, and then it actually looks better on you because, like, hey, like, he told us he was leaving. He was a grown-up. And instead of just ghosting off the bat, he told us and get and, and gave us time to find the solution for someone to uh, for someone to take his place, all that stuff. So by telling people straight up, you basically you give them more ways to process, recover, and essentially heal from the loss factor because then they know why it happened. It gives them time to it it it, it shortens the recovery time in cases like traumatic or like it's a loss on their behalf. So. Yeah, just being open, honest, and using your words is is what matters more. Mm-hmm. And then for when you you know you give your X Y Z reason to that friend, and then you know there are people who would take it the grown mature way and be like, okay, I see, and you know they respect it, and you know they you guys part ways. But like for those like immature friend, they're like, bro, like what, why, like you know they keep asking you why, they keep nagging, like and they like keep saying like. Oh, I don't do this, but I think it's just all you. Like, how would you deal with that? That's when you ghost them. That's when you go. That like that is a telltale. That, uh, that is a telltale sign that they are not like on the same maturity level as you. So in reality, like like that's what, that's more like a sign to tell you that you didn't see the traits. Like that you weren't able to identify this person that's not being on the same maturity level as you before and then at the very end they reveal themselves so when someone tries to gaslight when like that's just what what gaslighting is makes you feel bad for something that you don't have to feel bad for so when you're trying to cut off all these fake friends these fake people these toxic people in your life and they try to turn on you saying oh it's all your fault it's all in your head you're making a you're you're making a mistake that shows that you're really not losing anything when when you make that hard choice of letting of, of letting someone go and they don't want to respect it and they want to be the center of your life and they want you to put them before yourself that's when you really need to cut that's that's when you really could cut them off like when when it's a when it's a mutual split you know you, you don't have to block them you, you don't have to fucking like ghost them you, you don't have to pretend all like they fucking died or something but when they start like act, acting toxic like that and start like getting all like eat, getting all emotional they start blaming you that's when you that's when you really need to like just cut it off completely because if they're acting like that now they're going to be acting like, like that for a long time there's no use trying to change people if that's how they are that's likely how that's likely how they're going to be there's no use arguing with 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 someone like that you can have the best constructed argument and they won't accept it because it's not what they want to believe so for those type of people i would say just cut them off just cut them off completely if they don't want to make it easy then you got to be the one to do it the hard way yeah so going from those fake friends and cutting those off let's go to the high quality friend the best of friends how can one find one and like what are like the attributes or traits like of that high quality friend and in terms of finding them i like you like like there's a good phrase that goes around like birds of the same feather flock together right which means if you 
are a high quality person, you will also attract high quality people. Now you have to be careful because when you're a high quality person, the low quality people will try to like sneak in and get under your and get into your circle because they, they want to ride on your success a little bit. So you kind of got to be wary of why people want to be your friend. But when when you're high quality, you will attract low or low quality people, but you will also attract the high quality people who are genuine. And it's up to you to filter out the low quality from the high quality. So a high quality friend, like they they will essentially live and act all like you. Like they're all about self-improvement. They 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 want to better themselves, but they also want to better you genuinely. Like they don't want to see you succeed and then they try to ride on your success. They want you to succeed for your own benefit. They'll give you advice. They won't try to bring you down. They won't discourage you. They'll do all these things that, you know, fake friends claim that they can do, but then they end up don't, they, they fail at it. And then they actually will do the opposite. The fake friends will say all the things that the high quality friends will do that, 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 that the high quality friends say they'll, that, that they will do. And the fake friends will say all of it, but they won't actually do it. That's why you got to look at people's uh, actions instead of their words. So if you have someone saying like, oh, I'll support you in this, this, and this, then in reality, you you see their actions are the exact opposite. That's a fake friend. But if you see a person who says like, hey, I got your back, I'll, I'll support you on this, this, and this, and then they actually do, that's how you know that that's a high quality friend and, that, and that's someone that you should keep around versus the low quality friend who was just all talk and no action. Those are the people you need to filter out. Going in on that, just ripping the band-aid. <laughs> so, and then I'm going to go on to your most recent podcast or the episode, uh, the accountability one. Yeah. So take, taking accountability, why do most people like not take accountability for their action, like try to deflect or lie around it? Because people don't like to be proven wrong like what if it's like have you ever been, been lied to yeah have you ever caught the person in the lie yeah what did they do when they got caught lying they tried deflecting and just like trying to make a lot of they, yeah yeah they, they either lie even more or they try to put it on something else or someone else yeah that like that like like that's like People don't like to be proven wrong and they will do anything. Like some people will, some people will just start talking out of their literal ass. Like they'll do like, like, they'll say the most crazy, stupid, unbelievable shit just to not be caught lying. But it's weird because you're already caught lying. The ship's already sinking. And, the, and it's basically like the, the analogy I have like the ship is sinking, there's water flooding in and you're using a teaspoon to scoop the water out. Like the ship's already done and you're still trying to save it. And while trying to save it, you're sinking deeper and deeper and deeper. And then, and then it, it, it essentially gets harder for you to climb out of it. But when people don't want, like it stops people from growing. People who take accountability grow the most. Like, and I, I talked about this in my, in, in that episode and I'll, and I'll use the same uh, scenario again where we, where we were all young in school, elementary and middle school, right? You know, sometimes the whole class would get in trouble. That was just a fact of life. Now, and now in the scenario I was talking about, the whole class was acting up like oh, we were being loud when we were supposed to be be working and being quiet. We essentially lost the recess, right? Mm -hmm. And 
no one wanted to say that they alone were doing something wrong because we all were doing some we all were doing some, something wrong right we were all in the wrong but it was either i'm not the one let's see there i'm not the sole wrongdoer it was someone else or we were all wrong together if someone ever takes a accountability and puts them a part of it is usually as a group he's like we all did, did this wrong we 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 right mm-hmm. uh that's why the judicial system does, does like plea deals like hey if you if you take responsibility and write out the, the, these people you'll be rewarded and like it, it's also like the whole like snitches get stitches in mentality like people who don't take responsibility We'll try to stop others from 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 fucking exposing them right now. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a fan of snitches either because sometimes it does get in the way of stuff. But the whole i the whole idea of snitches, the whole idea of snitches is snitches is like I'm not gonna take account. It's not. It's like I'm not gonna take uh, accountability for my actions, and I'm not gonna let you force me take accountability for my actions. So that's that's what that whole thing is about. It stops other people from forcing you to take accountability. That's where the whole stitches get stitches um, mindset uh, comes from. But when people like go into like this sort of like super hunkered down defensive mode where for uh, lying or not taking uh, accountability, it hurts them. It hurts them more than they think because when you don't admit that you're doing something wrong, you don't feel the need to improve. It's like what well, we said earlier about women who think they're already perfect so, so they won't improve. The same thing for people who don't t- take accountability. If you don't think you did anything wrong, you you don't see a need to learn anything. You, you don't see a need to improve or all that other stuff. So when it comes down to it, the people who don't t- take accountability are the ones who stay at the bottom. And the ones who take responsibility and accountability are the ones who learn and move up. Yeah, and then I agree with that. And then like the snitches get stitches. I feel like certain situations, like say like you caught like, your uh boy's girlfriend cheating on someone and like yeah. you just caught walking on them and like you know you t- you tell her like you know you better tell him if not like i'll tell i'll god tell him because you know you don't want to be the one that's gonna break his heart and like tell him like i call your girl cheating you yeah. rather have her tell the truth instead of like hearing yeah, it from a her third party doing. yeah yeah it's her wrongdoing so she has to be, be the one to break it yeah and then who do you think takes more accountability, men or female? Uh, it it depends on in regards to what. Like I said, the it's usually split down the middle. Like it's usually fifty fifty, or like forty nine fifty one, or like or like fifty eight, or like fifty two forty eight. It's just split like down the middle, almost completely. Like in my and it mostly depends on what they're lying about. Mm-hmm. When, when it comes like lying about money, it's usually men because sometimes yeah. I've, I like I've seen men lie about money to get laid, and then they pull up to her house in a fucking Toyota Prius, and then it turns out he was capping the whole time. And then for for women, they usually lie about you know body count or what what they believe in or what their values are they lie about their loyalty levels they lie about all this shit but for men like men lie more about materialistic stuff while in my experience women have lied more about mental stuff like mm-hmm. like like mindset beliefs loyalty all that stuff 
So for men, they lie more about physical stuff. For women, they lie more about like personal stuff and mental stuff. Mm-hmm. And last thing, what's your advice to the young male audience out there listening? Mm, you will run out of money chasing girls, but you'll never run out of girls chasing money. That is a very factual thing. I've seen it both both in both in myself and in my um and other people I know who are on the self-improvement journey. Friends I have at my gym, like we're all in the gym, like I've gained weight, they've gained weight. Like we're all trying, we're all trying to start businesses, we're all working, we're all trying to make money. And they and then uh, they've told me it's like, yo, like like my like like someone at my gym told me like because I started working out like a couple mo- like a couple months ago and in just a couple months like I already feel different and I feel better but we all started a couple months ago and then he already told me like dude like my my bank account balance looks a lot different than what it did six, 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 like six months ago my my DMs look a lot different than they did six months ago you you know what I'm saying like like you need to start somewhere like and the sooner you start the longer you'll have to enjoy it like you know like 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 people like they were hearing the this advice and they were like in like their early like high school years and then they only got it after they turned like 25 so they lost like a good like seven years like like uh, like seven years to, to to a decade of life that they could have been applying this information but they got it too too late and they had a less time to enjoy their success so start it's better to start now than, than later because, you know, YOLO, we only live once according to what we all believe in or what we know as far as li- uh, life after death. And, you know, every second you're you're alive is a second you're closer to dying. So you got to take advantage of everything. You got to go out and do everything you want to do and live the life you want to live. Otherwise, someone else is going to live it for you and you're going to be scrolling through social media, uh, looking at their riches and wealth and high status life when, when you when you wish it was you in the end. So don't live with regret either. That's also a big thing. Yeah, so that was a good advice. Thank you, Melvin. That's it for the podcast. You know, Melvin, you want to shout anything out? Uh, if you haven't already, go search up the podcast. I will be recording another episode in like the next one or two days. It's Fob Alpha F dot O dot B, uh, capital A, L P H A on Spotify. And I also post the episodes regularly on my uh Instagram story and Snapchat stories. I'm also going to be starting a, uh, I'm also in the process of building a TikTok page around, around the podcast about like advice and self-improvement. And eventually we're going to dip into financial improvement. Also right now, it's just mostly about a physical and mental improvement. So yeah, go check those out. Yeah. All his links will be down below, but yeah, uh, that's it for today's podcast until next time. Peace.